Are you looking for ways to strengthen your marriage? Would you like to raise children you enjoy being around? Do you long for a peaceful, orderly home that's a blessing to everyone who comes through its doors? Then you've come to the right place. I'm Jennifer Flanders, a Bible-believing, homeschooling mother to 12 and host of the Loving Life at Home podcast. Join me as we discover what God's Word has to say about marriage, motherhood, and minding the things that matter most. Hello, friend. I'm so glad you're here. Today on Loving Life at Home, we're talking about multitasking. I think multitasking has gotten a bad rap these days. Sure, some forms of multitasking are downright foolish. Texting while driving can be deadly. Mindlessly munching on junk food while watching TV is bad for your waistline. And I know better than to try scrolling through social media, eyes glued to my phone, when my husband is in the mood for a meaningful conversation or a hot meal or a clean house or anything else for that matter. Doing so would be rude and disrespectful. But aside from the handful of ill-advised pairings like the ones I just mentioned, I've always thought multitasking makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't be able to accomplish half the things that I do without doubling up at times. Multitasking done right means matching a relatively mindless activity, like jogging, with something that will increase your enjoyment and productivity, like listening to TED Talks while lapping the block. Psalm 90.12 reads, Teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. And from my perspective, multitasking is just one more tool in my tool belt that helps me to be a wise steward of the time that God has given me. Modern day appliances make it easy for us to multitask. I can start dinner in the crock pot or a load of laundry in the washer and let them work their magic while I clean house or do lessons with my children. What a time saver! Our forefathers understood multitasking. They'd call all the neighbors together and build friendships while raising a barn. The women did the same thing with quilting bees. They'd share news, encouragement, and hearty laughs around a quilting frame while pushing their needles up and down through the thick layers of fabric and batting. I've been to a couple of quilting bees, and I must say I found it quite enjoyable. And here are 10 more smart ways to boost productivity through multitasking. The first is listening to podcasts while folding clothes. With five children still living at home, we cycle through a lot of laundry. And even though my husband does the lion's share of the laundry these days, there's still enough folding left to do for me and for the kids that we can get through a couple of podcasts every week. Doing so keeps my mind engaged while my hands are busy. Another of my favorite ways to multitask is to pray while climbing stairs. We built a house several years ago that had a a staircase that was away from all the bedrooms, and it was my favorite way to exercise in the mornings because I could do uh, flights of stairs without disturbing anybody else in the family. It was far enough away from where husband and children were sleeping that it was the perfect exercise routine. But instead of just counting laps up and down the stairs, what I would do is post A prayer list at the bottom of the stairs with the names of everybody I wanted to pray for each day on the list. And with 12 children, a spouse, some parents, uh, several grandchildren at that time in our life, that gave me about 25 laps that I would do up and down the stairs. And I would just pray for a different person on the way up and down each lap. And by the time I got to the end of my list, I'd done 25 laps and was ready to start my day. 
A third way that we enjoy multitasking in our family is by um, using errands to spend one-on-one time with the kids. If you're looking for a a great way to give some individual attention to your children, take them to run errands with you one at a time. We used to keep a list on our bulletin board and would rotate so that we would know whose turn it was to go with mom or dad when we run to the grocery store or to the bank or wherever it was that we were going. We would just uh, grab one of the kids and take them with us so that we could talk in the car and uh, sometimes stop for a treat on the way back home. And I realized just how meaningful this individual time was for our children when our older ones started getting to the age where they were driving because they asked to be put on the rotation list so that they could take their siblings with them when they had to run errands, just like mom and dad did. Um, So I think that that is a great way to make the most use of your time or multitask. Now, another way that I personally enjoy multitasking is doing Sudoku while I'm soaking in the tub. I keep a book of these number puzzles handy and I work one whenever I'm relaxing in a hot bath or anytime else I'm stuck in that room for an extended period of time. It keeps my mind sharp. I like numbers anyway. I'm a math person, and so Sudoku is something I enjoy. If it's it's not anything that you enjoy, that doesn't float your boat, that's fine. You don't have to feel obligated to do anything when you're in a bathtub. But if there are two things you want to do, and you can do them at the same time and... um, double up like that. I'm all for it. Then the fifth way that I personally like to multitask is by reviewing memory verses while I'm falling asleep at night. You really drift off fast because I'm sure Satan does not really want you to be thinking of scripture as you're falling to sleep. But uh, it's a great way to solidify verses that I'm working on. And uh, so I just quote them in my head and my I'm usually asleep within a matter of minutes. A sixth way that I like to multitask is by writing letters while waiting for doctor's appointments. Although my wait time is usually minimal, unexpectable and unavoidable delays are common for physicians, so I always pack a few note cards or a book to read before heading to a clinic. And between dentist appointments dermatology appointments, well checks, eye exams. I can usually get several letters pinned during my wait time at those kind of appointments. Then a seventh way that I normally multitask is singing in the shower. The bathroom is a great place to vocalize. Whether I'm singing praise songs or Italian arias or practicing for, um, I, I sing with the symphony chorus here in town, I can really belt it out in there without anybody looking at me like I've lost my mind. And I've also been known to keep an open hymnal by my sink. I keep it there all the time. So uh, that way I will know the words. I like to sing when I'm scrubbing dishes or spot treating lines. And I sometimes forget the words to those middle verses of Christian hymns that I've loved since childhood. That little Baptist church that I attended growing up was really bad about just singing the first and fourth verses, but skipping all those doctrinally rich middle verses in between. So I like to prop up that hymnal on a little recipe rack and have at it there too. Then the eighth way that I like to multitask is doing needlework while 
either my husband or my children read aloud. For decades, we've had story time every evening right after dinner. My husband reads the Bible aloud to the family, then follows with a chapter or two from a classic novel or a missionary biography, maybe a favorite book of his from his own childhood. And that's a great time for me to crochet or quilt or catch up on mending as I listen. And not only does dad read to all of us, but our kids read to me for school and to one another for entertainment as well. And our house, to echo the grandfather out of A Princess Bride television, is called Books. Bonus to that is having something to do with my hands has always made me much more patient while I'm listening to my beginner readers practice their phonics. I could let them take all the time they needed, and it didn't matter that we had already sounded out that same word three or four times in the last two paragraphs. The longer it took them to finish the day's lesson, the more rows I crocheted on my project. They gained proficiency. I made progress. So it was a win-win. Everybody was happy. Then the ninth way I like to uh, multitask is listening to audiobooks while traveling. This is something we're going to be doing next week. Actually, we will have just gotten back, uh, Lord willing, when this podcast airs. I'm, I'm recording it early so that I won't have to worry about that while we're vacationing. But uh, when we travel, we love listening to audiobooks. If I'm the one driving, the storyline helps keep me awake. But more often than not, I'm in the passenger seat which allows me to really make the most of multitasking and crochet or quilt while I'm listening and traveling. I finished many a baby blanket that way on extended road trips over the years. This time I'm going to be working on a little cathedral window quilt that I've been sewing lately. I finished a yo-yo quilt on the last trip and uh, have moved on to something else that's pretty portable and I'm taking it along. But my point is that Driving or riding in the car is a great time to listen to audiobooks. You can, on road trips, listen as a family. We usually pick a uh, fiction book to listen to as a family and um, listen to a couple of chapters each day of the trip, and we're done by the time we get home. It's a great way to keep everybody engaged on the trip. We stop the books and discuss what we're listening to. Sometimes we listen to nonfiction. My husband and I especially like to listen to those kind of books. And it takes us a little bit longer to to get through those because we stop so often to discuss what we're hearing. But uh, that, again, is a great way to multitask. Then my last uh, tip for multitasking also involves road trips. Um, Anybody that's traveled with children knows that you have to make lots of stops for bathroom breaks. And we discovered pretty early that um, a great way to do that is, especially when we have such a big family, and sometimes if you stop at a at a gas station, they only have one toilet for each sex, and so the lines get long, and it ends up being an extended break anyway. So instead of going to the gas stations, we would just stop along the route at educational kind of outings. We would do factory tours or free visits to Capitol buildings, or we were members of our local science museum that offered reciprocal benefits at museums along the route, and we would just stop at one of those places, use the bathroom, and see the sites while we're there, and learn some history, or do some hands-on science uh, exhibits, or tour the factory and learn how things are made. It's a fun way to 
make the most of those bathroom breaks and also make the most of the journey. We've always considered the journey on our road trips to be as important as the destination, and we try to make it as enjoyable as uh, the time that we have once we finally reach where we're headed. So um, that's my 10 favorite ways to multitask. If you've bought into the hype that multitasking is bad for your brain or makes you less efficient, I'd urge you to reconsider. I think the the studies that uh, show that it's inefficient are focusing mainly on digital and online activities, like checking Twitter while you're supposed to be writing a report. That obviously is not going to be a very productive use of your time. Too much screen time is bad for you, whether you're trying to multitask or not. But I've been doing this kind of multitasking described in the podcast as long as I can remember. And I can't tell that doing so has negatively impacted my brain function or attention span or efficiency at all. In fact, I'd argue that exactly the opposite has happened. Thanks so much for listening today. If you have a question you'd like to hear covered on this podcast, message me on Instagram at Flanders underscore family or contact me through my website, lovinglifeathome.com. Before you go, if you've been encouraged by something you've heard on the show, do me a favor and forward the link to a friend or head over to Loving Life at Home on Apple iTunes to subscribe and leave a written review of the show. Your doing so will help others find me so they can listen too. Until next time, I pray the Lord will bless your efforts to build a loving home life centered on Him.